On November 3rd here in California, we have three propositions to vote on that will affect real estate. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about Proposition 21. This is the Under Segovia Show. Welcome to the program, everyone. I am your host, Andres Segovia. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the program. We got to talk about Proposition 21. What exactly is it, Andres? Look, every single election cycle, if it's a midterm or presidential election, there's always going to be some kind of proposition. The last time we had a midterm election, 2018, almost seems like a very long time ago because of this epic year. But in 2018, here in California, the majority voted down Proposition 10, which would have installed statewide rent control. But Andres... Don't we have statewide rent control here in California already? Yes, you are, dear listener, because even though the majority of the people voted it down at about 60-40, last year, the state legislator, in all of its wisdom, said, you know what, I think the people made a mistake, so let's just pass Assembly Bill 1482, which basically became the statewide rent cap that went into effect January 1st this year, which should have been a sign of things to come for 2020, right? So... With that in mind, you would think that would have at least satisfied the groups that were demanding for rent control the previous times. Well, it didn't. It never deterred them. And to them, you give them lots of cookies, they're going to want a glass of milk. But in this case, they got the entire pack of cookies and they want the entire uh, refrigerator of milk because Proposition 21 is a statewide initiative that would repeal portions of the state's existing rental housing laws, also known as Costa-Hawkins, and opens the door for extreme forms of rent control to be enacted at the local level. Proposition 21 would also allow for permanent price caps on all forms of housing, including single-family homes and condos. Yeah, let that settle in. That's basically what tanked Proposition 10 because all those tenant activists that were in favor of it and union groups that were bankrolling the, the movement, they were all for it until they read the fine print. They said, whoa, 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 whoa. what do you mean single family homes? What do you mean my condos? So they rolled that one back. That's why it lost because what the, some of those that supported it ended up going against it. And unfortunately, 1482 came along and that uh, still, it just, it still put a cap on the rents. But Proposition 21 is basically the strong arm section of Proposition 10 that everybody shot down that is now up for vote. And people are hearing about affordable housing, you know, rent's too damn high. And after the whole, it's not even after, we're still in, depending on where you are, there's still a state of lockdown, especially in Los Angeles and San Francisco, where this thing is still being fought out as to what's going on with the rent freeze uh, rent forgiveness or whatever people are calling it nowadays and the eviction moratoriums that the, the governor just signed in with AB 30, uh, uh, 3088. Now, there's a lot going on right now that is in a, an attack on housing and Proposition 21 is the latest in all this. Who is behind Proposition 21? The same one that was behind Proposition 10. Proposition 21's chief backer is Michael Weinstein, who runs the controversial AIDS Healthcare Foundation, AHF, a billion-dollar nonprofit organization. Weinstein has a large history of, music, of misusing AHF. 
Weinstein has a long history of misusing ASF funds for his pet political projects rather than for the organization's stated goal of helping patients with HIV AIDS. He has spent millions on efforts to block needed housing developments in Los Angeles, opposed union organizing and called renters transients that caused neighborhoods to lose their identities. So yeah, this is the same guy that spent so much money putting up Proposition 10. But remember, you heard me complain before. If you're a regular listener to my program, I have talked at length about AB 1482. But for those of you that are newer, or if you need a refresher course as to what that was, 14 of AB 1482 is basically the statewide rent control, which ensures renters will not face extreme rent hikes or be unfairly evicted from their homes. So why Proposition 21? Well, because this time, single-family homes wouldn't be exempt. Proposition 21 would allow for extreme forms of rent control to be applied to single-family homes and condos. Anyone who holds title for the home in a family trust, a partnership, or the like would be subject to permanent price caps when renting their home. Roughly one-third of all homes are held in a trust. Additionally, anyone with more than two single-family homes would be subject to rent control under Proposition 21 because they're going to be looked at some kind of corporation. Like, oh, so you're a commercial... So it's like, oh, you have two single-family homes. Oh, you basically own duplex. No, because they're not on the same lot. Well, that's just it. They want to find ways to be able to control your property because what exactly is rent control? I've actually done a lot of episodes to discuss what is rent control. I'm going to leave some of those episodes accompanying the show notes here on this one at com. And for those of you listening on YouTube, I'm going to try to leave those links down too um, for you to cycle back to those episodes. They probably did not make their way over to YouTube, but it's Okay, Um, for you to listen as to what exactly rent control is, how long it's been around, what it was meant to do, and why it ultimately doesn't work. It's counterintuitive to what its goals are. But the thing is, people just keep saying, "Oh, it just we didn't, we did, we weren't aggressive enough." Well, this law trying to install it on single-family homes isn't the only the only attempt to try to take government control over private property. Because there's talk about basically rezoning single-family homes and just removing single-family home zoning altogether and relabeling it some kind of multifamily home, especially for people to have the ability to do ADUs. Now, there are some people that like that idea because they'll be able to do more with their lot of land, especially if they have a lot more space to build. So that means they can build, they can expand that ADU, they can add that other unit, or they can build onto their own house, whatever they want. But the point is that they some of them like that idea. The reason I'm actually opposed to that idea is because... Because I know what the government is trying to do. They want to put their foot in through the door of your house to then take control of your house. They're trying to say, oh, it's to alleviate the housing shortage. Some of the opponents say, no, it's going to ruin neighborhood identities. Well, I say you're going to lose rights to your own house because under rent control, the government has an authority to basically come to your house without a warrant. Imagine police came to your house to do, to do a search. You say, well, why are you coming here? Do you have a warrant to search my premises? Yeah, you would ask them that. It's the opposite in rent control. They have a right to access whenever they want to your house and make adjustments to what they see fit onto your own home. That's the whole purpose of rent control. It was never entirely about helping those that need housing to have housing. Because if that were the case, this would have worked. It never did. Instead, we've seen the erosion of property rights 
here in the people's democratic state of California and we're losing more and more for which is why I implore you to vote no on proposition 21 proposition 21 would allow for a 15% increase in rent for the first year during the first year of Tennessee why because who wants to rent at a low price and then be locked at that price? No property provider in the right mind is going to put rent at a, at a low place. He's going to price it as high as they can and start from there. And if it permits a 15% increase in the first year, then that's where it'll be because the cap begins after that. My question is, why is a foundation that's supposed to be spending money on helping those that are diagnosed HIV positive or dealing with AIDS, what on earth is this Weinstein guy doing spending so much money to destroy housing in the state of California? What is this guy's hell-bent intent on destroying housing? Because this isn't the first time or the second time. He's been out there trying to destroy housing with money that should be going instead to those that his foundation purports to support and help. Proposition 21 will reduce the rental housing stock. When you have all these green initiatives pushing construction and building prices so much higher because there's so many more bureaucracy to deal with, so many more codes to comply with, and the cost of goods and services continues to go up, who in their right mind is going to build something and rent it for less than they spent to build it? That absolutely makes no sense. Marxism failed every time it is tried. It hasn't worked. It won't work. You cannot legislate and tax yourself into prosperity. And this is exactly what the state of California has been trying to do from the legislative level and now to the proposition level. And I think people have been waking up this year. And I think I like to believe that during this whole crazy time of lockdown, from where people have been, that you have seen what happens when the government has that much power over you. You have seen what happens when you have been brainwashed to think that you shouldn't buy your own home when you could have. How did you like being locked in your room, literally, for months on end without communication with the rest of the world in a place where you supposedly thought you were safe and all you were doing is probably shoveling food into your mouth that was being delivered by somebody else that was considered essential and you weren't. The state basically said, you are worthless, you're staying home until we say you can get out. You couldn't get a haircut. You had to live as if you were living in a cave. Folks, you want your freedom, it starts with your property rights. You want your freedom, buy your own home. If you have an issue with the landlord, hit them where it hurts, become their competition become a landlord yourself. You'll have more control over your life. I heard somebody ask, well, if my rent that I'm giving to my landlord is being used so the landlord can pay the mortgage, don't I have uh, some ownership of that unit? No, you don't at all. Zip, zilch, nada. That's like saying, hey, I bought this Blu-ray copy of a movie. I should do with it with what I want. No, you didn't make the movie. You didn't put the effort to make that movie. You didn't pay and create an entire industry and different categories within that industry to produce and distribute that movie. Someone else is owner of that movie. They just given you the right, the private use in your home to watch it on your TV. That's the same concept of renting out a unit. You did not put in the work to buy or make the unit. You agreed to have rights to access said units, have a roof over your head, a bed to sleep on, and a place where you could cook and relax 
in exchange for a monetary deposit and monthly recurring fees. Vote no on Prop 21. In the next episodes to come, I'll be addressing the other propositions, Proposition 19 and Proposition 15, because, yeah, there's more coming. And we don't have that much time left, and we need to get the word out. Vote no on Prop 21. If you want to learn more about real estate and how it can best service you, if you want to be able to sit down and have a conversation as to, you know, what are your options? Because you were actually fed up being locked in your room for so long. Let's have a conversation. That's what this is for. This is to inform you so you can better get educated so you can make that next upgrade in your life. And believe me, as dark as things might be, there is light out there. You just got to cut through the noise. And if you want to make a move on real estate, you can sit down and have a consultation with me through Zoom. Well, not through Zoom, through Teams because I'm not a Zoom guy. <laughs> but uh, we can have a, a virtual discussion. You can set up an appointment with me and we can talk about you know, a consultation to see where you are and with your finances, to see where you are in your trajectory and how best to get you on the right track. So whether you're ready now or you'll be ready later, I can help point you in the right direction. You can go check out my resources on real estate at www.com. SegoviaRES.com. That's www.segoviares.com. The main show continues on www.theandressegovia.com and of course on YouTube at The Andres Segovia. So by all means, make sure you like, share, subscribe with everybody you know. That concludes this episode of The Andres Segovia Show. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next one.